0: Three, two, one. It's the Puff and Steph podcast. The Puff and Steph podcast. Hello, friends. Hanging out with you on a Thursday. Oh, look who's here. It's Steph. Hey, girl.
1: Hey, happy Thursday.
0: Right back at you. So before we do anything, uh, Steph and I are recording this on Wednesday. Okay. We golfed yesterday. On Tuesday. And I got I to share it with the world, friends. Steph's getting pretty good. Steph's getting Thank pretty sir. good. Um. Okay, so you broke 100. You uh, played your ball the entire time. We didn't give any free drops or anything. Uh, it was tough playing because the fog and the greens were being worked on so they were rough shape so putting was tough and Steph still broke 100 you I'm telling you Steph your progression over the last month and a half has been astounding
1: thank you I like my goal is to just keep improving and it's funny because last week I wanted to break 100 and I literally got 99 and I was like it broke 100 I'm good with it and this time I got 98 so you know, small improvements. But like you said, it was tough because there were holes. We were just like, I don't know where, like, I don't know where the green is. It's so foggy. So you're just kind of hitting like, and just hoping for the best.
0: Yeah. So it was uh, myself playing stuff, playing my friend, Chris, and then his friend, Zach. And none of us had played this course in Lebanon before. So none of us knew where to hit the ball and it was super foggy. And we're just like, we're just going to hit it out into the mist and see what happens it was tough finding the ball sometimes but I'm telling you guys um Steph I think this just kind of goes to the fact of you're an athlete right you've been an athlete you've been a a softball player a field hockey player a soccer player I think when you're an athlete the hand-eye coordination that you use in those other sports is key especially with field hockey uh, cause in golf, the ball doesn't move. It just sits there and waits for you to hit it.
1: Right. Right. And I feel like that, that coordination from hockey, especially has helped me. And I even dribble around with my putter on the green. Sometimes I like get field feel hockey ball Yeah. and your you friend sure Chris joins me. He yeah. plays field hockey with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> I play golf with you pretty much every time you've played golf. And I've never done that once. Um, because you know, I don't, I don't play around. I play for keeps. I play for real. Take this game seriously.
1: No Mm -hmm. No messing around, right?
0: No, no joking around. Don't laugh one time. Just go. (laughs) Yeah, right. We're serious when we play. But no, you're doing a great job. You should be proud of yourself. The hard work is paying. Thank you. All right. uh, Today's show brought to you by Freisinger Hyundai. Right on the price. Right on the pike. Uh, For October, get ready to save some money. 2020 elantras sonatas konas santa fe's zero percent apr when you go through hyundai motor financing good credit bad credit it does not matter Friesinger hyundai wants to help get you into a new hyundai no matter your credit situation on the carlisle pike like i say right on the price right on the pike Friesinger hyundai this is frightening so maybe you'll know this because I, I was trying to figure it out and i didn't want to look it up um When you're giving birth, what's do you know? Do you know the name of the shot that they give you? Epidural. That's the word. For some reason, I thought it started with a V. There's not even a V in the (laughs) word. Epidural. Um, Okay, so in Ontario, Canada, this woman has been suffering from severe pain for like a decade and a half. And it turns out that when she gave birth 16 years ago, The doctor or the nurse or the anesthesiologist or whoever it was that gave her the epidural broke off part of the needle in her spine. No. Yeah. And it was still in there. Oh, my God. This poor woman. Yeah. Is she okay? (laughs) Well, now that they figured out what it was, they got the needle out of there and they they hope that it's going to. It's going to stop her from being in pain. She was in pain for 16 years. She was in severe pain. Oh, my and, gosh. And nobody thought for a minute that it would be a epidural needle stuck in her spine because that's where they give you the shot. Right.
1: Oh, my gosh. How does the doctor not notice
0: well, that half
1: of the needle broke
0: off? Right. So that's the question. Apparently, in Canada, malpractice is kind of a really tough thing to prove. Like, in America, if that happened, this woman would probably get millions of dollars from insurance companies and, you know, malpractice insurance and things like that. But in Canada, it's a little bit different. So she might not actually get, like, anything. But you gotta believe that a doctor or a nurse, anesthesiologist, whoever works in the medical profession, would know that the needle... Was this long when it went in and when they pulled it out, it was this long. Right. They would think that they'd be like, uh you know, it might not even be their fault, it might be a faulty needle, it could be the people who made the needles. Like, but somebody knew that something happened and they didn't say anything.
1: Right. You would hope that somebody would notice that.
0: Somebody knew they screwed up and they just walked away.
1: Wow, that's okay, great. That's terrifying. I already literally on a random like Thursday have irrational fears about giving birth someday. Like I'm not even anywhere near that point in my life.
0: No, but not not I up.
1: Literally, no, not anytime <laughs> soon. I, you know, I need to find a man and get married first. Um, But I'll literally sit there and think like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid of giving birth. So now this gives me just another fear to have with it. Well,
0: I'm gonna go ahead and assume that this is extremely rare. Okay, number one.
1: Right. Right. But that
0: doesn't change the fact that it could happen.
1: Right. It's terrifying. Yeah. Sixteen years of pain. Sixteen oh years of
0: pain. God. I on year like one, I'd be like, something's not right, and I would do all the you know I mean, maybe maybe it's bad. Maybe she has bad insurance. I don't actually know a lot about the Canadian healthcare system, so maybe It took 16 years of going through 80 doctors. And finally, they're like, all right, well, let's look at her spine, I guess. Oh, look, there's a needle in there. Um, I I don't know how any of that works. But you got to think that how could you live with 16 years of pain?
1: You know what, though? I hope this kid never backtalks her or gives her an attitude because not only did she go through childbirth to bring him or her into the world, but now 16 years of pain because of it. This kid better be nice.
0: Not the kid's fault either, though. Uh, No, but So what is... I'm putting you on the spot here. You didn't know I was going to ask this. So take your time. What is your favorite Halloween costume you've ever had? Like when you look back on so fondly, it could be when you were a kid, when you were an adult. What is the one thing that comes to your mind when I say, Steph, your favorite Halloween costume?
2: Um,
1: One year I was SpongeBob SquarePants. Makes and sense. literally my parents made the costume out of a literal box. Like they cut a hole in the bottom so you could put it over top. They cut um, holes for the eyes. We spray painted it yellow. Like it was legit. It was amazing.
0: I ha- you, there's got to be a picture floating around somewhere i got to find.
1: There has to. I'll have to find it because it was pretty epic. I think I actually wore it like two or three years in a row.
0: I remember, uh, the only thing I remember is, it's not really a, my favorite costume, but my mom did a very similar thing with Batman. My mom, I was like, I want to be Batman. And I think my mom didn't have the heart to tell me that there was no little fat kid Batman costumes out there. So she, Aww. so she, so she made me one, but then at, at the last second, she's like, we got to put reflectors on it. Cause you're going to be uh, walking around on the street. And I'm like, mom, Batman doesn't have reflectors. He has to be hiding in the night. Oh, he doesn't no. have reflectors. What are you doing? No. And I fought my mom tooth and nail. And finally she won. There's reflectors all over my Cape.
1: Oh, she just said you to be safe. Oh, Mama and all I wanted to
0: do is fight crime. You can't sneak up on criminals with reflectors.
1: That's true. It gives
2: you away. <sighs> it gives you away.
0: Anyway, I ask you that question because I want to know if you'd ever wear this costume. Yandy, a lingerie company, who also comes out with sexy versions of Halloween costumes. Um or sexy versions of whatever's topical for their Halloween costumes. Uh, now has the sexy mail-in ballot. Oh, my gosh. What? For the low, low price of uh, $39 or, thir- or $30, excuse me, you get a tight white tube dress with a big pink stripe that reads official ballot enclosed and first class mail on the front. The return address is printed. Uh, it sends you to sexy headquarters. One, two, three, four lovers
1: lane. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so, this is so stupid. No, no. Like Halloween costumes do not need to be political. And I know like, maybe it's just trying to promote the whole, like, get out and vote. Your voice matters. Rah, rah. And that's great. But I think that's a dumb costume.
0: Sexy mail-in ballot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There's nothing
1: sexy about that at all.
0: Well, it could be. No. All right. uh, Coming up in just a couple of minutes, a very special advice column. This is advice that I need. What should I do in this situation, if anything? Maybe I don't do anything. Uh, Steph, you don't know what this is going to be. This is involving me, and so I'll need your help and everyone who's listening. Feel free to uh, comment uh, when you find out what the issue is. That's coming up next. It's the Puffin Steph Podcast. Now, back to the Puff and Steph podcast. Advice column Thursday. We try to help solve the world's problems. And normally you guys hit me up, puff at puffandstuff.com or you uh, let us know your issue on our Facebook page. We appreciate that as well. Uh, this week, I decided to jump the pile and talk about my own situation, something going on in my life uh, that... I've never really experienced this before, but I'm almost guaranteed that I'm not the only one, especially right now. Um, With the holidays coming up, and I really don't know how we're going to be spending holidays yet, if family's going to be coming into town or if we're going to go anywhere or do anything. But I was on my brother-in-law's facebook page he posted something i thought it was interesting and my wife's cousin we're gonna call him steve that's not his real name but we're gonna call him steve he um commented and i was like oh man i haven't heard from steve in a while and i clicked on steve's facebook page steve unfriended me on facebook
1: what yeah you're sure that you were friends at one point?
0: A hundred percent. Because he had wow. commented on something funny that I posted or whatever. Now, here's what I do know. Steve and I do not see eye to eye politically. Um, I try not to be super political on my Facebook page, but I will make a comment here or there. Or I will post something here or there. Or if something's really egregious on one side or the other side, really, I'll post something. I, I'm kind of an equal opp- – I try to be equal opportunity like – Offender? A little bit. Like, I try to call (laughs) out any side of an argument if I think that they're not doing the right things. Now, as far as I'm aware, Steve is not like this. Steve is very much like one side and one side only and agrees with pretty much everything that that side does. And I know that him and I don't see eye to eye on everything. Actually, I would would say that 90% of the stuff out there, politically, we don't see eye to eye on. And that's fine. Like I don't. I actually really like him as a person. Um, I've spent almost every holiday with him over the last like eight years of my life. He was at my wedding. I consider him family because he's the wife's cousin. So I, you know, now he's my cousin. That's the way I. That's the way I, I, I view him. And now I see that he has unfriended me. Now, the first response that I had was, really, like, I thought we were friends. Like, it's okay if we disagree. What's the big deal? I don't don't hate him for his views. Why does he, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of talked myself off the ledge and was like, who cares? Who cares? It's Facebook. It's not real life. Facebook's not real life. Twitter's not real life. Instagram's not real life. It's not real life when I see him At holidays we'll be cordial, we'll talk, we'll laugh, we'll have a good time together like we normally do, who cares if he sees that I post the Buffalo Bills are doing awesome this year Uh, awesome smiley face emoji Like, like, (laughs) like who cares if he sees that, or who cares if he sees oh my god, can you believe what this insert political figure just said here, like does it matter, is it is it important
1: You know what, you're right when you say that it's not real life. However, I have to be honest, I think it's kind of messed up that he did that when he knows that he's going to continue to see you at family functions, you know, in theory, probably for the rest of your lives. So if you don't like something that someone's posting, in case anybody doesn't already know this, you can hide their posts. You don't have to unfriend them because then they're aware that you did that. And I think it just makes it like makes things
0: weird and awkward. Yeah. Well, like
1: I-, I can't believe he did
0: that. Well, I can tell you this without getting into too much detail. Politics is a big deal in the wife's family and it caused rifts in the wife's family. And the last thing I want to do is walk up to him on Thanksgiving. Now this is assuming that he's going to even be there on Thanksgiving or that we're even going to have a Thanksgiving. I don't know anything, mm-hmm. but the last thing I want to do is like, Hey, what's up, Steve? Um, I noticed you unfriended me. What's up with that? Happy Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> right. But it's like, it's it's kind of awkward also to just leave it unspoken because he knows you did it. You know he did it. He probably knows that you know he did it. So it's kind of like this elephant in the room, like you deleted me on Facebook. Like I would never do that to a family member, even if they drove me totally crazy, which by the way, I do have a distant family member who is like that. And me and all my other family members have just hidden her posts, you know?
0: All right. So (laughs) here's the question. Now I know you, I know you so well, you are a non-confrontational person. You go to Thanksgiving, Steve's at Thanksgiving. You say nothing. I know this. Okay. Yep. (laughs) What should I do? You, you know, knowing me, do I walk up to him and be like, Hey man, is everything okay? Like, like not, not to approach him. I'd never want to approach him. If I were to, I would never want to approach him, accusing him or being very um, forward with him or, confrontational it's like hey man uh, is everything okay I noticed that you unfriended me on Facebook is there something I said Do you want to talk about something because you know me I will talk to anybody about anything I don't care if we're on the same page about something I don't care if we're completely polar opposites because I'm a firm believer that you can learn from someone no matter what even if it's a crazy person they might say something you're like I never thought about it like that crazy person Wow." Well, uh, you, but you know who I am I am all about trying to learn people's sides Of stories, people's sides of arguments Because I think it makes you better it makes you a more complete person uh, But not everyone is like that And he, from what I know About him, is kind of a timid More shy guy So he might feel attacked And I don't want to be like that
1: Well here's another way that you and I are different Is that something like this would Really really bother me does it bother you that he unfriended you? Nah. Like, is it worth confronting him? Like, do you really care?
0: I want to know what it was exactly that made him turn me off.
1: Right. You know you, what I mean? You're kind of
0: like, because like I, I, it, uh, me personally, what I post on social media, if it's anything, even remotely controversial, I don't think it's that bad. I never think it's that bad. I'm like, oh, this is pretty much common sense, isn't it? And then I get a couple of people saying, no, you're terrible. I'm like, really? I'm terrible. Really? Um there's always those people. But I want to know what it was exactly that made him go, that's it. I am unfriending him. I'm unfriending him. Or ooh, what if I just friend him? Now, just friend him.
1: I would actually I was just thinking that. I um I actually had a situation with I'm going to be vague here, but a parent of a girl that I knew would like and she was like she was very dramatic and it was all like everything was a drama she would delete me and every time i noticed it i would refriend her this happened three or four times <laughs> so why don't you just send him a friend request because then he'll be he'll definitely know that you know he deleted you that's what i would do see how he reacts
0: that's a good one i'm gonna do that i think that's funny all right well thank you for your help steph if anyone else has Anything uh, other than what we said here, um, help that I could use with Steve. Again, I don't hate the guy. I, I, I like the guy a lot. He's a good dude. I really like him. Um, we don't see eye to eye, but I don't care. I don't have to be friends with people that I only see eye to eye. with. It just, no. it, that makes you an incomplete person. I truly believe that. So, um, yeah. What should I do in this situation? Please. this is le- This is like a legit issue that I just noticed like two weeks ago. And it hasn't really been bothering me, but I thought it was something fun to talk about on the show. All right, uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, women, I'm going to tell you when you feel ugly. Yeah. It's the Puffin Steph Podcast. Now, back to the Puff and Steph podcast. A survey taken of women over 18 across the United States revealed when women feel their ugliest. Steph, um, no, this is actually a day in the time. So it's not like when we get out of the gym, it's nothing like that. It's an actual specific day and time period. When would you say that you feel the ugliest?
1: I know this for sure without a second thought. It's the time of day. You said specifically. It's a
0: day and a time. So it's a specific day and a specific time.
1: Okay. I don't have a specific day necessarily, but for me it would be a weekday of some kind. And it would be like, 10 p.m because i'm like in my pajamas i got my retainers in i'm bloated from everything i ate that day i'm getting ready for bed like i'm gross you know
0: i love the whole retainer thing i can't believe i need three and a half years and i just found that out like two weeks ago that you still wear a retainer once a week because you're afraid that overnight your teeth are gonna move after all these years okay uh let's move on to this thing though because yeah uh Women reveal that they feel their ugliest on Mondays. Um, it looks like they feel ugly on Monday mornings. Really? Well, you know, maybe. Okay, I'm, and I'm just throwing this out there. The, the survey started at the age of 18, so let's say that a lot of like 20 year olds completed this survey. 20 year olds go out on the weekends. They cake their face with makeup you know they go out they drink a lot maybe they eat a lot they go home they're not like you and they don't have the regiment. no matter what time they get home they just go to bed so that you know maybe monday morning they got dry skin and they're not feeling so good because they're their life decisions over the weekend and they're just right, like, And it's monday right uh-huh. right now when do women feel their best uh women feel the best about their appearance for a mere three hours a day. Between the hours of noon and three PM, women are like hot. I look good. But after that, they're like, I'm a hideous troll beast.
1: <laughs> See, for me, it wouldn't be in the morning. And you and I have talked about this before. Um, my weight like fluctuates. Like I swear on my life. I am like heavier and more bloated at night, but then I sleep all night and I'm not eating and I wake up and I feel like skinny. Like I feel good before I eat anything in the morning. Mm -hmm. So the morning wouldn't be my worst time personally.
0: Well, Monday morning, if you did a lot of bad stuff over the weekend, maybe you'd be different.
1: You feel like crap. Yeah,
0: it makes sense. But apparently like Steph feels the best in the morning about herself. Not not the average woman though. The average woman, noon to three PM, that's when they got it going on.
1: <laughs> cause like I guess cause then like the morning's over, you're finally awake, you're feeling good. Yeah. But then by three, you're like starting to slow down, you probably hit that wall.
0: Probably. Oh I don't feel as good as I did. And I probably look terrible because that's the way women think about themselves. All right, it's time to stump Steph. Fourteen percent of people with tattoos have this tattooed on their body.
1: Um, is it sentimental? Yep. Is it specific words or just like
0: I think some it, kind of image? I think it could be either. It's pretty broad.
1: Is it like in memory of someone?
0: I think it could be, but it. I think it could. It doesn't have to be some. Uh, I don't think it has to be a past individual. I think it could be. S- oh, someone's name. Um, it got to be more specific than that. Initials. No, like what, like who is it? What is it?
1: Your, um, oh, your kids.
0: That's a good answer. I would bet it's more than 14% though.
1: Your significant other. No. Oh, a parent or grandparent. No. Kids, parents, significant, your dog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. 14% of people with tattoos have tattooed their pets on their body now that could be an image of their pet that could be the name of their pet if we were going to go too far into this and you weren't getting it I was going to say Steph if you were to have tattoos this would definitely be a tattoo that you would have So.
1: right see my problem is that I've already had so many dogs in my life and I plan to have many 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 more so it would be a lot of tattoos to be like Zoe, Miley, Angel, Cooley Thank you, like it'd be a big
0: tattoo (laughs) Uh, 3% of pet owners Have bought this gift For their dog Only 3% have bought this gift For their dog What is it?
1: So not a lot
0: No, no, but you see them This is something that you don't Keep in the house, you take out with your dog
1: You don't keep it in your house. Correct. It's something that you use like out in public. Correct. A doggy water bottle. Nope. Three per- so it's not common. No, it's not um, super
0: common. When you see one, you're like, oh, oh look at that.
1: A Halloween costume for your dog.
0: That's way more than 3%. You know it. <laughs>
1: I just can't even think of something that would be that uncommon.
0: You don't see it a lot. But when you do, you're usually like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that.
1: Something they bought. Does the dog enjoy it?
0: (sighs) Depends on the dog. Lazy dogs, yes.
1: Oh, a stroller. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That gave it it away. That gave it away. All right. I have another pet one. Do you want to do it? Yes. All right. This is not you. 5% of pet owners let their pets do this only on holidays. What is it? You are a all-year-round type girl. Oh. I was going to say 5% of pet owners let their pets do this only on holidays. What is it?
1: They sit at the table with you for meals.
0: You're close, but no.
1: You you feed them from the table.
0: Yeah. Let them eat human food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. and I knew you. You're definitely not a five percenter. You're a all the timer. All right, friends, uh, enjoy your Thursday. We hope you have a good one. We will see you on Friday. It's the podcast.
1: It's the Puffin and Steph podcast.